Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish, and with me is Ryan McDowell. Uh, this is the Commission Impossible podcast. Commission Impossible podcast. Let's uh, let's try to enunciate my words there. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk about what it's like to commission SFBX and uh, some of the stuff that goes into it. And I wouldn't rule out that event will come that i'll later delete that you will not hear in the episode (laughs) so when you get this episode and it's 12 minutes long (laughs) know that we probably recorded for a half an hour there were there was lots of uh lots of outtakes that you may never hear (laughs) we had an outtake i just told you this off air but we had an outtake from two weeks ago that or during the during the safe leagues drafts that uh, never got aired. The problem is minutes. you, you are too nice. And sometimes you just have to tell people how it is. And, uh, and, and you don't always, you know, you, you feel bad. Yeah, which is, I do. Which is why I you're one bad. of the nice guys. Yeah. I, I don't want uh, I don't want to, you know, have something, even if it's not even mean, it's just slightly antagonistic i'm like eh, i don't want that out there yeah. let's, spread, let's spread some love some positivity that's that's, the, that's usually a good idea though especially usually, uh, yeah especially lately um yeah i think i think it would be a a great topic though uh, i know i know we're going to talk about uh, this year's sfb and uh, and, and some of the changes that you've decided on, but I think it would be cool for you and, and I can, I can throw some things in, but mainly you just to kind of walk through what the process looks like for you, because it's not, it's not something you're throwing together, obviously at the last minute. I mean, this takes not even, not even hours, like days or weeks. Um, <laughs> days again, is even light. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm just doing, you know, I'm, I'm doing a, a fraction of the work and the preparation here. Of course, you're taking the big majority of that on. Um, so yeah, just kind of, kind of talk about where it starts. I mean, signups open up basically as soon as the, the drafts start. Um, yep. Yep. I, I do that every year. Basically, day one of drafts means uh, SFB eleven uh, <laughs> signups will start. But so signups for SFBX started at the start of last year's drafts, um, and I just take signups for you know what eight months, nine months before I do anything. I I very very appropriately uh, tell people that I don't do anything until April or May so that people stay off my back <laughs> about which, which is a lie. <laughs> well, that, that is true. I do. I do put in a little bit of work, but um, I think it, it seems like it's February. We start having the conversation like, okay, what's it going to look like this year? And yeah. it, it's kind of a slow process at first, but yeah, it's, uh, it's mostly discussions at that point and not a whole lot of actual work. But uh, once April rolls around, that's, that's when I'm, you know, writing out what the invite email is going to look like, what uh, I'm working on the the databases in the back end to to check on, uh, you know, how many have signed up, like clear out duplicates, stuff like that. There's just 
you know, there's stuff I, I could, I could fix up and, and each year I fix more and more. So, and, and you've seen this year compared to last year, Ryan, and, <laughs> yeah, at least in the organization, like each year it gets better and better as I do this. Um, but, uh, the majority of the work comes in April and May and early June. Uh, man, it's funny that people think it's just take, you know, grab an email and send an invite. It's, there's so much more to that. <laughs> like there, for instance, uh, there were what somewhere in the neighborhood of 1500 analysts that signed up, Brian, just as analysts. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even more than that. The, the well, numbers are crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure by now it's it's much more than that. But when when I start taking a look at it, I, people I, people have figured out the system. People have figured out that two thirds of the the field is analysts. So they you know people sign up as analysts even when they're not, and they might think that I'm not going to go check their site, <laughs> and they might think that I'm not going to like I was. I was shooting messages back and forth with like JJ Zacharyson today. Hey, can you confirm all these number fire guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> so if you're going to try to fake, um, fake being a, a content provider, it, it's almost never going to work. Um, that's uh, actually, actually get out there and try to do it. <laughs> and then that'll, that'll get you noticed. But that the, the faking, putting down your analyst when you're not, or saying you work for a site that you don't is almost never going to work. And all it does is actually just really annoy me. Like that's an automatic out. Yep. I, I, it's an automatic out. If I, if I see that, I'm like, Nope, you're just, you moved to the out pile. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know where to start about, <laughs> about all the work that goes into it. It's, it's one of those things that, it's one of those things that there's like a list, a list of a hundred things. Which one do I start talking about? Ryan? <laughs> yeah. So I would just kind of, I'll kind of talk about the part that I know about. And this, this kind of, this comes from your, really your coding experience. But when, when somebody signs up, they are put in a database and you have that uh, built on a website. So uh, you and I can, can look at the, the thousands of people that have signed up and uh, we're able to think thanks to your, your work um, laying the, laying the groundwork there. We're able to uh, search and sort by, by their name, their email, their, their Twitter name, but we just have this long list um, and, and we're choosing, you know, who's in, who's out. Um, we're, we're uh, we've we found a lot of people that have signed up multiple times. Signing yeah. up more than once does not help. Don't do that. No. Um, you also added this year. Once again, oh, if anything, it just is. It's just annoying. I get twice, maybe three times, just updating your information. But uh, other more than that, it's just annoying because we. I do have it coded, so it's easy to get rid of. Um, and I. I could make it so you can't sign up if you're already in the system, but I want people to be able to update their information and I want to be able to keep those old signups so I can see exact timestamps of when you signed up and stuff like that. But yeah, don't sign up 12 times. That's, that's doing nothing except annoy us. <laughs> yeah. It does, does not help. Um, so that's, that's kind of what we're working with from, I would say, 
pretty much the entire month of May, maybe maybe parts of April, we start looking at that. Whenever we start, like we started in yeah, sometime in May, yeah, yeah, and and uh, so we're we're determining who's on the end list, who's on the out list, who are we waiting to to fill in spots, um, and then then I guess the the next big step is when we send those first round of invites. When does that usually happen, Scott? Uh, first round of invites. This is the latest it's ever been. It's, uh, it's normally mid May. I've done it. I've done it as early as late April before, but I've, I decided this year I wanted to, wanted to condense the whole thing. Like I felt like talking about SFBX for three months is not the way I want to go. I wanted it to be, it's late May this year. I think the first invites this year went out on what the 24th. Yeah, just a 20, little yeah, 20 a couple, couple weeks ago. Yep, 22nd. So not even two weeks. Yeah, so we, we send the first batch of invites. That's usually a huge chunk of around 500. Uh, and then after that, it's basically Scott and I sending chunks of invites, hand, handfuls of invites, uh, really whenever we have time to get yeah. to that to get to that 1200 number. Yeah, it's and and as we mentioned, like we we go through and check to make sure that these people are actually like analysts for the site they are, or if they're a fan, you know, uh, generally we'll check to make sure that they're like an active person or around, or the information they gave us is is accurate, etc. We do have uh, people have asked about how do fans get chosen? I mean, there's so many different ways from from contests to to random to um, I I try to do a lot of stuff on Twitter where people nominate people. I, I think that there's uh, or or I run contests on Twitter or sites run contests, but we also have a, a nice fun little random fan button in the back end, Ryan. Yeah, that that is fun for sure. Um, I have had the question lately how do I qualify or, or what are the requirements for getting in? And um, I mean, we, we don't really, and Scott doesn't really have a, a set list of things you have to do, but there are a lot of things that, that help. Uh, obviously if you're just, uh, I mean, if you listen to the show, if you follow Scott, you know, he is all about being a positive member of the community and, if that's if that's you, you're probably going to get in. You're probably going to get an invite to the tournament. If you're a positive member of the of our fantasy community and and you do that year round, then you can you can most likely expect an invite. Um, if you're just showing up and begging for for an invite and we've never heard of you, and I mean that's not to say we have to know everybody that plays. That's definitely not the case. But it's definitely uh, not the case. I don't, yeah, I don't think I know half the people uh, or more. Right, but if you're just showing up, I mean, honestly, there are people begging for tw- for SFB invites, Scott, that don't even follow you. And and oh, again, yeah. that's it's not a prerequisite, but. No, that's, yeah, it's, it's one of those weird things. I, I'm, I completely, yep. I I say that exact thing. I'm like, you don't have to follow me, but to uh, to also put in the comments and tweet things that you're a big fan of mine, seem (laughs) counterintuitive. Like they don't seem like they mesh well together. Like it seems a little bit more like you're just trying to get into a league. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
just being that positive contributor, um, con- contributing to uh, Fantasy Cares helps, or or really whatever charity you feel passionate about. Or, yeah. And, you know, this time of year or this the, the place we're in right now, there are plenty of opportunities. Yeah, I'll stress it's it's not as much fancy cares as it is just seeing that that's the type of person you are. <laughs> like, like every time someone shoots me a screenshot of them giving to any kind of charity or helping out in ways like that or doing positive things like that, that's that's something I I take note of. Um, I will say the. One thing that never works on me and never will is the I will donate X if I get a spot. Yeah, yeah. That's just, just trying that's, to buy your way in. Yeah, I do not respond to people trying to buy basically buy an entry into the into the fishbowl. I just don't. That's 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 borderline the wrong reason to I mean it's good that it's going to going to whatever the good causes that you are considering donating to. Um, but also I can't sit back and just have people buy entries into SFB like that. Um, that's, that's, that's not what this is about. At least not at this point. Like I understand there's a place for that. I understand that there's leagues that you buy your entry and part of that goes to a charity or all of it goes to a charity. And, um, that those things are awesome, but that's not, that's not really what SFB is for at at least not at this point. Right. So um, most of, uh, most of May is spent and and the early part uh, of June, I would say is spent filling the leagues uh, and getting up to the number. I I think the number is going to be 1200 this year. We've, we've talked about that a little bit, but I'll say at least 1200 for now. Um, and then once we have have those spots filled, then we start really what's the hard work of uh, sorting those into divisions of um, then, well, and also determining divisions. This year, the theme is toys. Yep. So we'll, we'll come up, we'll have 100 leagues at least again. We'll come up with 100 toys and we'll start sorting uh, sorting the 1200 players into those divisions. And I mean, what we, you know, we realize there are, there are bigger names in this, uh, in this tournament that people want to play with. People want to play with Matthew Barry. People want to play with, um, you know, JJ Zacharyson or Rich Rebar or uh, Scott Barrett or Evan Silva or whoever. Ryan um, McDowell and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, so we try to put, we try to find basically a hundred quote unquote big names and, and those kind of become the anchors of the league. And then from there, we try to balance things out with fans and analysts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the, the really tough part is, or probably, probably the least fun part. I don't know, Scott is, is transferring that all to my fantasy leagues uh, yeah, my fantasy league. And, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's the grind is, is getting those uh, actually into the leagues, uh, getting those MFL invites out, setting the draft order. And then, and then the fun does begin because then it's almost draft time. Yes, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that we, we still didn't even mention. Yeah. Uh, just in that list, like 
Um, we have to, you know, we go back to asking for division recommendations and trying to figure out those toys. But also we have uh, we have to get people to make banners for those toys to input to, into all the leagues, um, <laughs> figuring out the theme, the roster, the scoring, um, some of the things I like. We have to design the MFL pages, make the, the MFL pages, um, add custom players to to all the leagues, which mm, is annoying. I forgot that about that one. Yeah, they don't duplicate over, so we have to do that in every single league. Um, something extra I do is, and this might be the last year I do it, and I just did it as I retweeted a bunch of them today, is people who missed out on SFB 480, SFB 8, and SFB 9, so 7, 8, 9, and they were signed up for 10. So this is their fourth year signing up and have never played. I got them all in today. Love so, it. Yeah. Love so it. if you if you see someone out there that says, I I signed up five years, I've been signing up for five years and I've never played. No, you haven't. <laughs> My database has every sign up from 2013 on. I and the every year pretty much I have made sure that anyone who missed three straight years and this and and they're going on their fourth got in. I did it last year. I did it this year. There's nobody out there unless they changed their name, their Twitter, and their email. <laughs> if they changed all three of those, it's possible I missed you. But yeah, Scott, Scott has receipts, so be careful uh, before you start throwing things out. Um, yeah, you're right, though. I did, I did skip over a lot of uh, important steps that we have to take, and uh, I know some of those we want to talk about today because I think we are ready to kind of check off that box that you have decided on a scoring system for SFBX. Yeah, I, I believe so. And, uh, you know, this, this is unlikely to change after this podcast um, airs. I, you know, I think, I think it's the situation where uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's very unlikely to change. Like I'm, I might cut this out if it does change. So you're <laughs> either going to hear this and it's the set or you're not going to hear it at all. So uh, <laughs> what I think I've decided to do is go with the base scoring that we've done the last three years. Um, basically SFB eight was the base and it's super popular. And I don't go a couple weeks without hearing someone that has used SFB eight scoring for their league. I it's, it's just a very popular scoring system. And I mentioned this before Rotoviz did an article uh, when that scoring debuted about how for five straight years, it was just incredibly balanced and consistent, like over that span, it just, and if just a tip out there for commissioners, if you're going to try to f- go for a balanced scoring, you, you have to lower the variables. <laughs> if you do two points for this or three points for this, it's going to be so much more volatile than a quarter point for this or a half point for this. Um, you, you lower the scoring, lower the variable variables. It's going to be, it's going to be more consistent uh, through the years, even with the cyclical nature of the NFL. Okay. So the base scoring is basically passing six touch, six points for a touchdown, minus four for an interception, minus two for extra for a pick six. Then it's 0.04 for passing yards. Um, that's all very common. Then for running backs, it's, Point one for a rushing yard, six points for a touchdown, and uh, half a point for a first down. 
And then receiving, it's six points for a touchdown, point one for a yard, receiving yard, and half a point for a first down. Tight ends get an extra half a point for a first down and a half a point extra for a reception. So they, they basically get one PPR and one point per first down. So that's basically the base. And uh, what what SFB9 did was added a whole bunch of video game scoring to it, like major bonuses. What I think SFBX is going to do is we're going to go back to that base, but we're going to do something that I have found uh, really breaks up the quarterback tiers better. Um, uh, Zach Boehner has done an article with DLF on that. James Coe did an article with NFL.com about that. Addison Hayes has tweeted about uh, about this. There, there are a couple things you do to break up those tiers a little more. One is everybody lands on the six-point touchdown minus four and interception. It seems like that is almost universally landed on. The other thing that people pretty much universally land on when you're trying to break up the quarterback tiers to make the good quarterbacks more valuable is completions and incompletions, uh, basically completion percentage. So what I think we're doing for SFBX is you're going to get a half a point for every completion. So you're watching your game. You see – you see Drew Locke throw four straight completions. You just got two points. You can you can watch in real time while you're watching the game. Every completion, you know your score is ticking up a half a point for each completion. However, every incompletion, it ticks down a full point. So if your quarterback throws an incompletion, you're losing a point right there on that. Um I I uh, I felt that that's that's ba- basically what that is is a sixty seven percent completion percentage for a game, so you're gaining points if if your quarterback has a really good game. Uh, there's one more thing I'm throwing in there, Ryan. Do you remember what it is to quarterbacks? Uh, I, uh, is it is it that quarterback stat that we all know about? It is a quarterback stat that, that I'm sure people will talk about. <laughs> you want to say it? Yeah, I think I believe you're talking about. Quarterback sacks. You there? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was still, very dramatic. It's still recording, so <laughs> you believe I'm talking about what? <laughs> I think I think we're talking about quarterback sacks here. Yes. If a quarterback takes a sack in SFBX, you are going to lose points. Uh, I think that's I think that's uh, an interesting little quirk there. There are quarterbacks that uh, that tend to take uh, more sacks than others. But um, it's it's not just a little bit. Your quarterback takes a, a sack; he's going to lose a point. Yeah, serious, it's, serious business. Yeah, like I can I can see a game happening where a quarterback you know gets sacked four or five times, and mm-hmm. you're like, "You son of a bitch! That wasn't <laughs> even the quarterback's fault." That offensive line is terrible. Well, take that into account when you draft. Yeah, <laughs> if you know, like, uh, it, they're they're. I, I've I've heard and I've seen all over Twitter that it's much more quarterback sack, a quarterback stat, and I'm sure people will talk about that over the coming coming weeks. But uh, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure at this point if it's going to be a full point for quarterback sacks. But that's where I, I've landed for now, and. Uh, Maybe I'll take a look a little deeper into it, but I think that's what it's going to be, Ryan. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. 
Yeah. It's it's going to be very frustrating for owners to see their quarterback take a sack and lose a point. I'm I'm very certain. I mean, between the sacks and the interceptions and the incompletions, we could see some uh, some we could see some negative quarterback scores for sure. And, and we're going to see a wide range, uh, which I know is, is actually kind of your goal. We're going to see a wide range of quarterback scores between the top guys, the most consistent, most reliable, and really honestly just the best quarterbacks in the league uh, in comparison to uh, some of the players that are not as efficient, uh, not as um, – careful with the ball um, and really kind of showing who are the best quarterbacks in the league and who, are, who's just getting by. I, I put out a tweet the other day that Jameis Winston went from QB six to QB like 16 in this from last year to this year, because you take away the video game scoring and you throw in like you take away all those bonuses and then you throw in, you know, <laughs> some of the negative incompletions and sacks in this one. He he takes a massive hit. And, and the other hit he took is that he's a backup. He's not even, like, you know. So, also that. So also that. But but uh, yeah, there there are going to be players that'll take a little bit more of a hit. I think uh, people will take a look at sacks a little bit more, and I think there's going to be discussion on quarterback if you know sacks being a quarterback stat and and bringing that to fantasy. I'm, I'm curious. I'm interested to see how people handle that. Yeah. So that's, that's likely where we're going. And I think I've landed on the same roster construction. Um, it, I mean, I considered briefly changing wide receiver. Currently the SFB construction for roster construction has not changed in the better part of a decade. It's quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and four flex, one of which being a super flex. That's been this construction for so long in, in SFB. And I would not doubt if that's been the construction since SFB3. I, I wouldn't doubt it. It's, it's, I'm guessing it has been. I considered taking away one of the wide receiver spots and making it an extra flex, but it, Ryan and I talked and we, we feel like wide receivers are already a little, a little more hindered in this than, than normal and forcing you to start three gives them a little extra weight, a little extra value. So I think we've decided not to do that. Um, but that, that's pretty much, uh, <laughs> I just got a text. Um, cause SFBX is tight end premium. Rotoware has their t-shirts out. They put them out today, Ryan. Yes, um, yes. I've already ordered some. Did, yeah, wow, that's awesome. I got to order some. But uh, uh, the text just came in to me that in the uh, tr- the champion trophy one, you know how it's got the QB running back wide receiver tight end and yep. the flex? Said the the tight end should be ha- 1.5 or two times the size because it's tight end premium. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. And someone else said that you should have three flex and then another flex with a cape on it. To, for super flex okay. and i'm like that's a good idea too yeah you know but i i like i like them i like i like where they're at they're, they're pretty solid yeah yeah they're really good but that's we went over a lot of sfb stuff i is there anything that 
people would want us to hear about that want to hear about that uh, that we didn't talk about? Um, I feel like we covered it all. I guess you know we got we got almost all the way up until draft day. We we set the leagues, we send the invites, we confirm, you know, that the two to three to four days leading up to drafts are confirming that everyone has, has logged, logged in. into MFL. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have to replace people there. Sometimes we even send invitations to, we send two invitations to the same person. So that uh, kind of cleaning up little messes like that. And yep. then even when, even after all of that, Draft day comes and we still have no shows. Um, yep, somehow. And if you, you know, no matter what you've done, no matter how much you've donated, no matter, uh, no matter anything, if you time out in the first round, see ya. Yep. <laughs> right, like you're you're getting replaced. Yep. In fact, I believe last year. I had a rule in the rules that you didn't even have to time out. If you went over six hours, I was pulling you. Yeah. Cause everyone is so excited to, and I might make it four hours this year for the first round because everybody's so excited and ramped to draft that first round. And in 99% of the cases you've logged in days in advance of the draft. Like we send out very few, almost no invites that final week. Like we're almost completely full for a week. Right. And to pre-draft 12 players, you know, at worst, you know, if you know you're going to be busy that day is not hard or to have a friend take an eye on it or whatever. Like I just have a lot of trouble with people taking, like taking a ton of time on day one. Like, right. And- I, I have no problem you taking – you have your eight hours throughout the draft, but that round one, it's tough on everybody. And it's tough on me because once round one is over, I know that you've shown up and you're drafting, you know? So I want that round one done as quick as possible. Right. And uh, you know, it's not like you can trade down, so you're not engaging in trade talks. Yeah, um, right. You know, you know, the draft day well in advance, you know, it's something that uh, everybody is looking forward to and, and honestly, in the, the past couple of years, we've had instances where, you know, sadly, a couple of analysts have really milked that clock. And I'm still not exactly sure why. Uh, some people don't, I mean, they don't like to be told when they're on the clock. I don't, I don't get that. Um, but those, those guys probably won't be back in the league this year. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's not something we love to see where people do it on purpose. If you're on the turn, obviously, you know, try to pick both in a row. Um, I, I guess I could talk a little bit about stuff I hate seeing. It, it, we've talked about this, I think, on a different episode of Commission Impossible, but like, I can't keep up with my timeline at all. But I still hate pe- seeing people like every single day asking about an invite. Like, yeah, it's and. And it's even worse when someone has played before and they feel like they're entitled to an invite. Like that's, that's really annoying too. Like the mentality there should be, I've played, you know what, if I don't get in, that's, that is what it is. And at least someone else gets to enjoy it. Like I see that mentality. I like that, but I see the mentality of I've played 
X and X. Uh, and where's my invite? This I hate that. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. I don't I don't I don't love that. But um, I'm trying to think of other things <laughs> to to mention. But uh, I think we went over a lot of this. Was very off the cuff. So um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Got anything, Ryan? Yeah, I think we covered it all. I, got, I, uh, I know we didn't cover it all. I think we covered all that we thought of. <laughs> that is true. That That's fair. Uh, just to give the update. And again, this will, this is, will be one of our episodes. That's not quite evergreen, but um, as of June 3rd, we have a little over uh, 350 spots left. So that's, that's still a lot. If you're, uh, if you're one of those people holding out hope for an invite, you know, there, there's still certainly a chance uh, and, and plenty of invites going out. The the other thing that I see, Scott, is um, kind of the ho-hum, like another year without an invite, you know, or yeah. I'm not cool enough to get an invite. That's 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 ridiculous. That's not going to help either, honestly. I, I don't like when people say that kind of stuff either because it's not about about being cool and it's you know maybe maybe it, it's not about you know it's not about things it's not about things like that it's 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 really frustrating to see stuff like that um, the the people that get really down on that it's just there's only so many spots and there's there's going to be over ten thousand people signed up for only so many spots I can I can only do so much and it's it 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 sucks reading those. Um, I do get uh, I do get a lot of people asking if they've played before or even if they di- haven't played before what they did wrong. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's nothing. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just it's just a one in at like a one in ten shot at best. And the fact that it's two thirds analysts and if you're a fan, it's you know it's it's not it's just not a good good it's just not good odds that's what that's all it really is (laughs) so um i do feel bad for that but uh i I think if you don't get in uh we generally do satellites i don't know if we're gonna do satellites this year because people keep confusing the satellites ryan's shaking his head no (laughs) uh when we do satellites the the point of point on the satellites like i want to give prizes for them but a lot of times I can't, and I, I really couldn't last year um, because I admit I told people I, I was going lighter on the, the prizes, and I, I barely had enough for the regular SFB, and I'm going to go lighter again this year. But uh, this, the point of the satellites is for you to draft the same exact style of league right alongside everybody else and, and have that experience with everybody else and, and tweet about what your roster was. And, and Josh ADHD uh, made – the same exact tool that SFB used for the, the satellites so that they could sh- put up the same exact screenshots so they, they could be a part of it. And it wasn't about, it's not about winning your way in. I, I didn't know that I could afford a hundred spots to SFB satellite winners. And, and it hardly seems fair with people that played in multiple satellites and, and people in those satellites who have played multiple times in SFBX before and people who played in SFBX who also played in the satellites, you know, they, they were playing in the actual SFB or SFB nine and playing in the satellites. Like it, it just, it not a fair situation for that. What, what those are meant to be is to 
draft the same draft right alongside SFB9. So if we do them, and I think it's pretty doubtful we do satellites this year, but uh, if we do them, have that in mind. If we don't do them, um, I'm sure that the ID numbers for SFBX will be out there, so you can make a mirror SFBX league and grab 11 people and do it right alongside F- SFBX. It'll it'll be fun. You can, you can do that. But mostly, I'm just going to end with, say, bring a charitable element to your league. <laughs> just uh, just bring it, it this this year. I'm I'm actually going to talk about this, Ryan, on here. Yeah, but this year with fantasy cares with with that fundraising effort, etc. I don't know that we're going. I don't know that we're going to take many donations really at all. Um, we have, you know, we're going to get some money from the Rotoware T-shirts to buy toys. Um, the you know net profits of that will buy toys, and John Bosch is running eliminators that that is raising some money to buy toys. You 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 get to play in those eliminators. I think they're still filling some. Uh, you get to play in those, have fun, play against a celebrity, and know that a portion of it is going to buy toys. And uh, Salido Lado is going to do the uh, SFB Potathon, and I believe he's raising you know money with that to to also buy toys. Um, what I really want to push this year is that there are so many places that need money, so many very worthy causes out there. And I don't want you to, to be forced to think you should donate to fantasy cares or, or, you know, give, give money to fantasy cares. Uh, I I don't want you to, you know, I I want you to sit and think about what you're passionate about and what you want to donate this year, because so many people and so many causes need money uh, to donate to that. And I think that that might be a step in the direction of if you're giving to something you're passionate about, you're going to feel good about it, but maybe just maybe you bring it to your own league. Maybe you tell your league, Hey, I did this last year, you know, or I, I, you know, I considered this, this is what I wanted to donate to for SFB. We should consider doing this with our league. And that's what I've been pushing for years. And I I feel like this is a year of all years where there are so many causes that give to what you're most passionate about. Screenshot me, (laughs) screenshot and tweet me. I love seeing it, but I think that's really what I want to push with, with what I'm doing this year is, is to have people, really sit down and consider what they really want to give to. I I don't think it's a terrible thing, Ryan. <laughs> I, I feel like there's still, we're still going to have money to shop with for toys through the other things we do. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's a bad thing either. And uh, if ever there was a year to, uh, to, to spread out those resources, uh, it certainly is this year, whether you are donating to, uh, uh, a food bank or anything COVID related or anything. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on in our country, in the world yep. and, and plenty of places that could use the help. And again, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to donate to Scott is not going to either, but like he said, find what you're passionate about and, and make a difference there. Yeah. If, and yeah, I, I mean, obviously whether it's a Black Lives Matter type of movement or it's a um, rebuilding a city type of movement or it's a, you know, any kind of movement or cause related to that or any kind of COVID cause or 
or any of those, if you basically where I'm going is I want you to, to, to figure out, and, and it doesn't even have to be those I've seen like, like cancer, uh, one St. Jude's I've seen kidney transplant one, uh, donations come through, uh, that people have tweeted me, find what you're passionate about and donate to that. And, um, as far as fantasy cares, as far as the toy drive, we run, uh, the toy drive we do every year in various cities, the, the other ways, the, the other ways are out there. The, the fan, the eliminators, the potathon, the t-shirts, uh, if that's, if that's what you want, uh, go that route, you know, uh, that not only supports this, but you can have fun doing that. And, um, especially with the rotoware, you get t-shirts, you can either play in an eliminator, have fun. You can, you can get a t-shirt and, and you have a t-shirt, like you can get something else out of it too. I shouldn't pimp it like that, but <laughs> giving, giving to a good cause is more than enough. But, uh, that's, that's just what I'm trying to push this year is that I want people to really consider giving to what they, they are passionate about. I feel like I'm going to need to edit all of that down. Nope. That's all perfect. Keep it all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, my, my forever drive to, to push people to do things. (laughs) Is that that the right way to put it? Yeah. Uh, Yep. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, man, I can't think of anything else SFBX related. I probably, you know what I really should do is while this stuff goes on is write little notes each day, Mm, (laughs) but I think they'd be mostly vents. (laughs) <laughs> and then you would just delete them. Yep. Yep. There it's, it's really truly fun to, it's fun to watch this thing grow and become what it's become. And I'm so happy with all the sites that want to be involved and, and all the people that want to be involved. And I, God, do I love seeing people get their invites on Twitter? Like yeah. I, that, that's never going to get old for me. That's, it's, Oh, it's so it's so wonderful seeing so please do that and uh i know i was listening to uh russell um at uh dynasty outhouse on his uh trade addicts pod the other day and he's like <laughs> just tag him because he'll be happy for you because sometimes when people get them they're in a place where they're they don't like nobody knows what it is like you're <laughs> if you're in your house nobody know maybe no one else knows what it, who it, what sfpx <laughs> is or if you're in an office and nobody else knows you know scream it out on twitter that's i think part of the reason we see so many of those is because in the Twitter fantasy community, people people get it. It's it's an amazing, fun thing to to be part of. And even if you're not part of it, even if you're not actually in the league, you can be part of the community. You, you can be supportive and you can be happy and you can create little mirror leagues or join other charity leagues or or what whatever you want to do. But uh, the negative stuff, just, just try to lay off that. Yep. Yep. Okay, that was a whole lot of me rambling. So I hope everyone at least somewhat found this episode entertaining. Somewhere in the middle there is 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 some actual inf- tangible information about SFBX. Yeah, a peek behind the curtain I think is good. Peek behind the curtain. All right, we're going to call it a day. So uh, that's another episode of Barely Not Really Even Commission Impossible, but that's an episode. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter, ScottFish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.